Shabbos Daf Kuv Gimel. Today's email comes from Yisrael Goldstein from Barabar. Gini writes, L'chvoyed, Moi Rabbi Harav Reb Eli Shlita. By the way, it's Eli. That's enough. I've been with you live on Zoom since Chav Gimel Odor. This stream are really enjoyable, very exciting. I used to stay up until midnight to watch you on Zoom. Now I watch you during the day. Every day when you read out the emails, it gives me chizik to see that there's so many people that are joining or joining Torah, the Torah world. But from time to time, even you mentioned that these emails could sometimes get to your head, and you said it yourself that it builds up some gaiva. Until last night, when you invested more than a minute of Merkaz of Yoimi Torah time to praise the greatness of another Magichir from across the pond. He's referring to had a great conversation, a 40-minute conversation with Rabbi Sruli Bornstein, tremendous Tamil Chacham, unbelievable talent, and tremendous Kiddush Shem and role model. He's a Balabas who spends most of his day learning Torah and being Marbet's Torah and giving Shemini. And if you want some extra Gishmaka stuff on the daf, he has something called Raid Bites. Go check him out. It shows a tremendous amount of humility to endorse and advertise another so-called competitor. Thank you for the vote of confidence. I'm honored to call myself a talent of yours and consider myself lucky to be part of the Ramat Pachemesh, Merkazav Yoimi, Yisrael Goldstein from Bar Park. Here is Rabbi Yisrael Goldstein. So let's jump into this. Shmuel and Rabbi Yochanan both hold that when it comes to chiseling out a stone, that's Makibipatish, not Boina. So we have to read just the Mishnah slightly, because the Mishnah says Hamasatis, which is chiseling, Vehamakibipatish. So you have to take out the Vav. It's Hamasatis, Makibipatish, because of Makibipatish. What about drilling a hole? Even a mashu. Now, according to Rabbi, who says it's Boina, it's understood it's similar to drilling a hole to let out air in a chicken coop. But what about Shmuel, how is that a Makabapatish? Makabapatish is always the final blow, the finishing touch. Over here, you still have to put a screw in, you have to put something in, says Gemari We're talking about he put in a long nail to hang up something. When the Mishnah says Zahaklau, it's coming to include something in Baina, what is it? It's when a person carves out three quarters of a kav, he plans on continuing on to do a full kav. But since there are many people that stop right there at three quarters, that is considered Baina. What's this thing about taking a hammer and banging it on an anvil? Why is that makibapatish? Says Gemara, because when you smooth out gold, the way they do it is they bang three times in the gold and one time on the anvil to smooth out the hammer. That's what they did in the Middash. That's why you are chayr. Now we're going on to the malacha of chayrish. How much do you have to plow? A small amount in order to put in one seed of a pumpkin. That's what they did in the Mishkan. They would plant one herb in order to make dye for the clothing, for the for the Mishka. Endives are edible for humans, and then if you take it for that, you would be chayv bigger If you're taking it for your animal, it's the size of a goat's mouth. And if you want it for heating up your house for fuel, then it's enough to heat up an easy egg, a chicken egg. Anytime you want to enhance your land by taking things out of the ground so you can plant, that is usur bikalshu. Now, that should be anytime you pull something out of the ground. But that's not so. We said, certain, sometimes endives, you need a shear of a gergeris. The answer is, because yes, it's a psikoresha. It's going to happen. You're going to make your land better, but it's a psikoresha delay nichale. This is a major sugya. The point is that Rabbi Shimon holds that if you don't want it, you don't care about it, you don't want it, then you are potter, according to the Aruch, you're in fact even mutter do it if you gather wood from a tree, depends on your intent. If you're trying to make the tree grow, you want to make it stronger, that's toilers, the zereya, you are chayiv bekalshu. If you want it for fuel, firewood, then it's an easy egg, a chicken egg. If you are gathering grass, again, your intent. If you want to make the land better, then it's bekalshu. If you want it to feed your animal, then it's the size of a goat's mouth. 
Moving on to writing. Writing, you need to write two letters. So ambidextrous person who could write with his right hand, maybe his left hand is a little weaker, also chayev. Rabbi says, even a righty is chayev writing with your left hand, because you're not writing, you are marking. That's the chayev is marking. Anybody can mark up something with a left hand. According to everybody, you're chayev in any language. Writing two letters in English, you are chayev. Two types of ink. One letter with one ink and the other letter with the other chayev. Now we have a bunch of sheets. Rabbi Yudas says in the Mishnah, you are chayev when you had intent to write the full name Shimon, and you stopped after Mem. You did Shin Mem. That's also a word, also Chayev. Or you did Dalad Nun from Daniel, Chayev. According to Rabbi Yehud, in the name of his Rebbe Ringam Liel, it's even if it's two identical letters, like Gimel, Gimel, Shin, Shin, which spelled Gag, Ruf, or Sheish, Six, you are Chayev. Rabbi Yehud says, even if there are two letters that have nothing to do with each other, they don't spell a word, you're still Chayev, because we're not talking about writing, we're talking about marking. And Rabbi Shimon says, you need to finish the entire word. You don't need to do the whole pasuk. You need a whole word. Rabbi Yossi learns, it says in the pasuk by Shoigeg, it says, me'achas mehena. Two extra mems. And he learns four limudim from here, because he says, achas mehena and hena me'achas. First limud is, what we just mentioned, that if a person intended to write a whole word, shimon, and he wrote some of it, me'achas, from it, shimem chay. Mehena, he learns, hena refers to all the obvious malachas, 39 malachas. Mehena, Means from them the toldos as well. You're chayev midaraisa, and then he says sometimes you're chayev one carbon for many melachas, and sometimes you're chayev many carbonis for many melachas. And that is, if a person doesn't know what Shabbos and he does many melachas, so he only is over on one thing. He only made one mistake. No Shabbos, he brings one carbon. If a person knew it was Shabbos, he just didn't know that each melacha is aser. He's chayev on each and every melacha. The issue that we have when a person writes shin mem out of shimon that he's chayev. Why? He wrote Shin and a Mem, but the Mem is not a Mem Sofit. It's not a closed Mem. The answer is, an open Mem is just as good as a closed Mem when it comes to the Torah. If that's how you write a Torah, you made a mistake. It's good. In fact, we say, we know the famous Sukkim that you lay in on Sukkot. Every day, they're almost the same. There are three ex- exceptions. On Monday, on, on the second day, we say Viniskei Hem, with the extra Mem instead of Unisochel, Viniska. And on the sixth day, we say Unisochel, with the extra Yud, instead of Viniska. So we have an extra mem and extra yud. And finally, on the seventh day, we say kimishpatam with a mem instead of kimishpat. So we have mem yud mem, which spells mayim, water. That's a hint to nisoch hamayim minatayra. The issue is that the first mem is, comes from the word viniskei hem. It's the last mem in the word. It's a closed mem. How do you spell a word mayim with a closed mem? You see there's no difference between a closed mem and an open mem. Now, that argues with the Brisa, a very lengthy Brisa, but at the end of the Brisa it says that you can have to be makbid. It says uchsaf tam. It should be exiv tama when you write tefillin and mezuzahs. You have to be complete, and you cannot confuse a mem, an open mem, with a closed mem. So that's mechulik on that. The other halachas in the Brisa is that you should not mix up an aleph with an ayin or any letter that looks similar to the other, like a yud with a vav, a vav with a nun, a nun with a zayin, a tes with a pei, or a chaf pei tzadik nun with their sofit letters. You shouldn't confuse a mem sofit with a samach. They're, one is rounder, one is square. And if the parsha has to be an open parsha, don't close it. If it's supposed to be closed, don't open it. If you're doing a song like Az Yashir or Hazinu, it looks like bricks, don't do it straight, or vice versa. You cannot write a sifter without ink. And don't write even Hashem's name with gold. And if you do, you have to bury it all. 
Have a wonderful day.